Hi, I'm Matt Balsman, Regional Editor for Hagadone Media Montana. First off, a huge thank you for tuning into our podcast over the past year. Your support means the world to us, and it's inspired us to dive deeper into the world of podcasts. We've got some exciting updates to share with you. You might notice a fresh look and feel to our podcast lineup. We've revamped things a bit, breaking our shows into four distinct podcasts to make your listening experience even better. First up, Interlake News Now is simply News Now. Here you'll get Taylor's headlines, Melissa's local events, and all the timely news updates you need. Sports Now is now Keeping Score, where you can stay up to speed on local prep sports. Then there's Deep Dive. This podcast is all about exploring the stories of local people, businesses, and ideas. And if you missed last summer's Maritime Mystery Series, don't worry. It's now the first season of Deep Dive. And of course, our monthly concert series, Press Play, now has its own podcast. Get ready for exclusive interviews with local musicians and all things Press Play. You can find links to all these new podcasts listed in the description of this episode. Or simply search for Daily Interlake wherever you listen to podcasts. Once again, thank you for your incredible support. If you enjoy what you hear, be sure to like, subscribe, and leave us a review. Welcome back to another episode of the Interlake Sports Now. I'm Josh Dugan, and with basketball season officially coming to an end in the state of Montana, we're going to do some recapping. The Bobcats, they made their second straight March Madness run. It fell to K-State, but we'll talk about what that means for the program as a whole. That's quite the accomplishment, back-to-back Big Sky titles. We're going to highlight our local prep athletes who earned some postseason accolades, a little All-State honors, that kind of fun stuff. And then we're going to take a quick glance at our NAIA teams made postseason runs here in the state of Montana. We had a few who made deep runs. So, And one piece of Grizz football news, so don't think we're forgetting about the football action. Always a little piece of football in the state of Montana. Okay, before we get to all that fun stuff, a quick reminder. Today's episode is brought to you by Nomad. Go to the Flathead's best manufacturer. Nomad is a longtime supporter of the local community and sports scene, celebrating 20 years of building great careers and mission-focused custom vehicles. Nomad, a Montana-based company making a global impact. Visit nomadgcs.com for more info. That's nomadgcs.com for more information. All right, let's talk a little bit about that Montana State March Madness run, like I talked about. They won the Big Sky title, back-to-back seasons. Coach Danny Sprinkle has that program rolling. They did make it to March Madness. They did fall to Kansas State, 77-65 to at the NCAA tournament last Friday night. They were in that game. Kind of going to give my thoughts on what that meant for the program, but they were in that ball game till late. It was one of those games where on the scoreboard you lose by 12. Yeah, you'd like to keep it a little closer, but at the end of the day, if you watch that one, there was never a doubt the Bobcats had the intensity, had the pressure of a team who belonged in the NCAA tournament. They were not a cakewalk. They gave it to Kansas State at times. Raquan Battle had a heck of a game. I believe he had 26 or 27 points, but kind of one of those guys you watch him play, he's just a walking bucket. He's going to be moving on. He was a senior, but the point I'm getting at is they hung with the big dogs. Kansas State just went out there and beat Kentucky and moved to the Sweet 16. Marquise Knowles been the talk of the NCAA tournament, the starting point guard for Kansas State. So overall, they had a tough test. This was no cakewalk of a game for the Bobcats. They kept it close. Keontae Johnson, also a a star for Kansas State. Tomlin's another guy. So I won't go on and on about Kansas State, but the point I'm getting at for the Bobcats, they had a real test. They hung around, and they put on the national, to a national audience, that Montana State basketball is the real deal. They got some talent from overseas. They got some kids from the Northwest. They got talent from all over the place, and they play great basketball. They play have a style, and... They're tough. They're tough to beat. 
I think what really looks good for this program, when you look back at this run in the last two years, they displayed key international talent. Jabril Bello, great Osseborn, two guys from England who made big impacts on this team, and guys who came in from the transfer portal, Raekwon Battle from Washington, Darius Brown from, I believe, Cal State Northridge. The point I'm getting at is back-to-back Big Sky titles, back-to-back trips to the tourney, you hold your own versus K-State, who's looking like a real deal now. That's a great selling point to recruits moving forward. If you're an international player, if you're a transfer looking for a home, you want to win, maybe you're not getting the playing time you wanted at a bigger school, this is a great place to bounce back, have an opportunity at a mid-major who's becoming a perennial conference title contender. You know, if you're in it to win it every year, I heard, I believe it was Charles Barkley during March Madness. I could be wrong. I don't want to misquote. But they were going on about, it's not all about winning in the tournament when you're a smaller school. It's getting there every year. It's that consistency. It's being in the conference title games. That's just as important. The big dance, that's the party. You make it there. That's like, hey, we made it. This is big. That's the celebration. But that season as a whole for the Bobcats was special. It's something to build on. And like I said, having international players on display, having transfers on display, the Bobcats can take that in recruiting, looking for top-tier talent who's maybe looking for a new home. Say, Montana State, we know how to utilize guys, put them in a position to succeed, and we're going to get you in front of the scouts. We're going to get you in front of the big names because a lot of these guys, maybe they don't go to the NBA, but you have a good NCAA tournament, like Raekwon Battle dropping 26-27 against K-State. There's going to be an international team calling, looking for somebody who can get buckets like that. So Montana State, very impressive. I think that winning a conference title in two years in a row, that's just so special. And you can't emphasize enough that you get in front of the national audience, you have a performance that we can hang with the big dogs. Kansas State, they're one of a, a perennial conference title contender in their conference. They're always gunning for March Madness. They have top-tier talent. Bobcats made it a fight. They kept it close. Danny Sprinkle's doing a great job over there. Big Sky Conference in general is a lot of fun in this basketball season. We'll kind of wrap it up there. But the point I was getting at is for the Bobcats, it's a place to grow. It's a lot of opportunities to grow, and that's what it's all about when you're a school on the rise, when you're looking for maybe we can land a couple big pieces. We're that one or two piece away from beating at Kansas State. So they were in that game. It was fun. And like I said, Kansas State's moving to the Sweet 16, got two of the best players in the tournament. So we'll move it along to some prep basketball action, kind of wrap up this season with kind of the all-state accolades, all-tournament stuff like that. So first off, some Class A stuff here. Class AA, excuse me. The Flathead Bravettes and the Glacier Wolfpack, who finished second and third at the state AA basketball tournaments, each put three players on the respective all-tournament team. So this is all all-tournament basketball teams from state A, AA here. Me and Fritz recap this a little, his list last week, but this is the official all-tournament teams. For the Glacier Boys, Junior, Cohen Castellitz, and seniors Noah Dowler and Kadrian Bowles were all-tournament on the voting compiled by Lowell Peterson of mtsportsmemories.com. The trio helped the pack garner the second boys basketball trophy in school history. Castellus averaged 15, Castellus, excuse me, averaged 15 points and 9.8 rebounds in four games in Butte for Glacier, double-double machine, and they won that third-place game over Bozeman, 53-43. They finished here 17-8, and eight. just a special year for Glacier. Dowler averaged 7.8 points. 7.8 points in the tournament, and a tournament best, 11.8 boards, while Bowles averaged 13 points in four games, shooting 46% from the field and three-point range. He went 11 of 24, so clutch shoot from Bowles. Overall, Glacier was just a fun team to watch. We'll keep an eye out for some more all-state-type accolades coming out from the basketball scene in AA. 
But overall, just a great season for the Glacier Wolfpack boys basketball team. Congrats to them. And they had a couple other guys who you could have thrown on some, an all-tournament team, I'm sure, because they were a squad that it was a group effort night in and night out. They played great team basketball, next man up mentality. One guy doesn't have it tonight, look for the next dude to be there. So fun to watch. As for the girls' side at Class AA, the Flathead Bravettes, who fell in the title game, they were runners-up second state. That's still some, you know, that's quite the accomplishment. They had Kendi Moore, as, who's a junior, make that all-tournament team. And then seniors, Avery Schoenard and Maddie Moy, also named all-tournament. Moore averaged 17 points and nine rebounds in the Bravettes' first run to the title game since back-to-back -back championships in 2000 and 2001. So overall, Kendi Moore, great stuff. Similar double-double machine type of player, just a clutch scorer in the paint. Avery Schoenard averaged 11 points, shooting 8 of 20 from three-point range in three games. Quite the shooting percentage there. Well, Moy averaged 9.8 points and came up with 10 steals in the tournament. So that's quite the year. Flathead, they took third at last year's state tournament. Second this year, they finished 19-5. It was their second straight 19-win season. So overall, the Bravettes, quite the program there. Coach Sam Tudor has quite the squad, and they're only building for the future with Kendi Moore coming back next year. All right, let's move on to Class A. So, Browning, Columbia Falls, and Polson each had one All-State player for boys and girls, while Browning ended up with five first-team selections for the All-Northwest basketball teams released last week. On the boys' side, Columbia Falls, this was their first State A appearance since 2015. They had juniors Jace Hill and Alan Anderson named to that All-Northwest team. Hill was chosen co-most valuable player for the league, along with Browning junior Maurice Redhorn III. Had the opportunity to watch those two go at it in a Browning versus Columbia Falls game Earlier this year, both kids who you want the ball in their hands when it matters, clutch, high basketball IQ, that's what it's all about. Redhorn was joined on the first team by teammates Brady Veal, a senior, and there were some other players on the second team. And then filling out the first team and All-State for Polson was Jarrett Wilson. We talked about him a lot in the football season, quite a bit on the basketball court as well, just a dynamic score. So it was Wilson, Redhorn, and Hill who were the All-State selections at Class A from our local school. So Credit to those athletes. On the girls' side, for Browning, the league's lone entry in the State A girls' tournament, they had three first-team all-league selections led by all-state pick Mecca Bullchild, a senior, senior Lish Spoonhunter, and junior Jarrell Whitegrass were first-team all-Northwest A as well for the Lady Indians. Columbia Falls junior Hope McAtee and Polson senior Mia Hawk were, were also selected all-state. So, Fun stuff from the Class A level. And next year, Big Fork's going to be jumping up. So Class A is going to be even more stacked next year on the basketball court. Because speaking of Class B here, let's get to the Vals and the Vikings. And they're all state accolades. The Vals, state champions for the first time at Class B. The Vikings finished third at state. Now they're going to be a prom at Class A as well. It's going to be loaded next year in the Valley at Class A. I'm excited. So as for the Class B all-state accolades, the Big Fork Valkyries and the Vikings Teamed up for Landmark State B girls basketball title and that third place finish at the boys tournament. They each put two players on the All-State team. Sophomore Braden Gunlock and freshman Peyton Gunlock. They both made that All-State team for the Viking, or for, excuse me, for the Vals. Had the opportunity to speak with Big Fork head coach and their mom last week, Courtney Gunlock, on the show. Go check that one out. Great talking about that Big Fork team. They had a special group this year, and both the Gunlock sisters were focal points of that team, as well with some other key players who earned postseason accolades here, Ava Davey and senior scouting to do. They're one of those teams where you kind of look at and similar to Glacier and Flathead and the big four boys, there's something, you know, winning teams. You think of like the Spurs in professional basketball, the Warriors team first selfless 
you never know who's going to beat you on any given night. Yes, there's the go-to scores, there's the go-to playmakers, but it's that mentality that we have trust in every one of our players, 1 through 12, 1 through 15, 1 through 9, whatever it may be, that when they step on the court, they'll do their job, they'll execute the right way, and that's what it takes to be a championship kind of team, finish second or third in the state, win your division, win those, you know, you have to have trust. There's no weakest link on those kind of teams you have so much faith and belief in everybody that hey it kind of brings the next person up with you so that's what i saw at a big fork i say that because there was only four players mentioned from big fork on that vals team but you probably could have named off seven or eight players who had a huge impact in them going undefeated and winning state so congrats to those vals players that were honored as for the vikings seniors isaac epperly and nick walker were all state along with and then mission guard zorn from love from voice was also on the team and jesse claridge of thompson falls so some some local representation there but hey epperly walker the vikings they were a fun team to watch this year as well i covered big fork a lot in the state tournament the boys and girls so i watched them a lot online and just a selfless style of basketball also picking up a postseason accolade there from the vikings was eli thornis who made the first team all boys for their district there so point being Play team first basketball. Good things are going to happen. You might not see as many players' names line up as you should in the All-State stuff, but you look how it goes. You, you win a lot of games. The postseason accolades come. Overall, though, what all those local players have in common is they played a selfless team first style, and that is what led to success, and that's what it's all about. So kudos to all our prep basketball players. Whether you ended up on the All-State team or you were in the state tournament or not, it was a great season of prep basketball and nothing but respect for all your hard work out there. I know sometimes you want to win more games, you want to score more points, you go out there, you have a game where maybe you go score two points and get six rebounds and an assist, and you go, that wasn't what I wanted at the end of the day. That's the name of the game. That's how the cookie crumbles. We've all been there, and kudos to you guys for leaving it all out there because I feel like I had so much fun covering prep basketball in Northwest Montana this year. So many tough, hard-fought games, bodies hitting the floor, dying for loose balls. It was never a question whether or not teams wanted it because they were all in every game regardless of the score. So it was a lot of fun, definitely. Kudos to all our athletes. All right, one last piece of basketball stuff, and then we'll move on to a little Grizz football wrap up this show. So we had a few of our Montana schools competing in the NAIA men and, men and women college basketball tournaments last week, starting with the men. Montana Tech's Cinderella run through the NAIA tournament came to an end last week with the Ore Diggers falling to Ottawa University of Arizona 76-58 last Wednesday in the NAIA's Elite Eight. So it was the first time in school history that they made it that far. And what's even more impressive for the Ore Diggers, they accomplished that without Frontier Conference Player of the Year, Caleb Balak, who was out with an injury. Guy's a walking bucket himself, just a straight-up scorer. I used that term earlier for Raekwon Battle. Some guys, they just get the ball in their hands. They know how to score. Some girls, whatever. There's like an instinct to scoring. Shooter's mentality, whatever you want to call it. So just a walking bucket. So the Ore Diggers were led in that loss by Missoula Hellgate product. Camden Lawrence, who had 16 points. But overall, great year for the Ore Diggers. I'm sure they're rooting on Kelvin Sampson of Houston, who the court's named after there. He's got he's the number one seed in the NCAA tournament, former Ore Diggers coach back in the day, Kelvin Sampson, now having some success with Houston, trying to get those Cougars back to the Elite Eight, to the Final Four, maybe a championship. So, hey, a little uh, 
Montana Tech roots in the tournament. So that's awesome to see. As for the NAIA Women's Tournament, Carroll fell to Dakota State 82-72 last Tuesday to end the Saints season in the round of 16. Maddie Garrett's of Boise finished with 24 points and 8 rebounds to lead the Saints. So that left Montana Western as our final NAIA school who made a deep postseason run, the Bulldogs. On the ladies' side, they made it all the way to the round of 8 in the NAIA Tournament. But their season did ultimately come to an end versus Thomas Moore, 66-62 last Wednesday. Shaney Mack, a junior from Three Forks, Montana, was the top scorer for the Bulldogs with 17. So overall, congrats to all three of these teams who were mentioned, making those deep runs, representing the state of Montana well. And at the end of the day, I mean, NAIA basketball in the state of Montana, strong frontier conference, actually... Actually, I'm not sure if they're in Frontier Conference for basketball, but I know they are for football. But College of Idaho just won the whole thing. So they're a local school who had a couple Montana kids on it as well. Love to see that. But a lot of great basketball being played up here in the Northwest, and that represents it well, having three teams make deep runs in the tournament. The Bobcats just made March Madness, so you love to see it, all this postseason action. Just nothing but fun stuff. And kudos to the athletes, the coaches, the programs, because they're the ones putting in the hard work, and it's awesome to see. So before we move along to the rest of our prep games, actually – this day, we're not moving along to the rest of our prep games. We're moving along to a little Grizz football talk. Before we move along to that, let's get to a quick message from our friends at Nomad. At Nomad, the key to our success has always been the amazing talent and experience of our team. Based on one of the most beautiful places on earth, our Kalispell, Montana headquarters is home to some of the most skilled engineers, integrators, software developers, welders, electricians, carpenters, mechanics, and professional staff in the market. Our team is dedicated to working collaboratively with our value clients to ensure success in every mission. Join our team. Check out our careers page at nomadgcs.com slash careers to view current jobs. Nomadgcs.com slash careers. Go out, go up on that nomadgcs.com. Submit an application. Check it out. Okay, let's move on to that one piece of Grizz football news. And it is a bit of a big one if you're really invested in the Grizz football program with Tim Houck returning to the Grizz. Brother of Bobby Houck, the Grizz legend. He's a Grizzly Hall of Famer, 13-year NFL vet, Super Bowl winning coach. He's coming back to the program to coach with his brother. Technically, he's a defensive analyst. I don't know if you'd call that a coach, but he's going to be a big influence on the staff. He comes back to his alma mater after 15 years of working at the game's highest level. He worked. He helped the Eagles win a Super Bowl. He also had success as a player in the NFL. He was a successful player for the Grizz back in the day, 1987 and 1989. He was a two-time All-American, two-time Big Sky MVP on defense. 13-year NFL career, so the accolades keep rolling for Tim Houck. The bigger picture is he's going to come back and he's going to put his fingerprints all over this Montana Grizzlies defense, who at times last year looked like they needed a few adjustments. They needed maybe to have somebody with that NFL modern passing game experience at a safety, what better position with NFL experience working at the top level with the safeties, come in and shore up that intermediate passing defense because there was times Idaho game comes up in particular, where teams were able to beat the Grizz underneath, and then, then that would set up the ability to break for the big run. So I think bringing in a coach, Hauk, they already have some other new looks on their defensive staff, but this is kind of the final piece to the puzzle, in my opinion, where you're going to really see some interesting shakeups. You're getting a guy with Super Bowl experience, experience at the top level, and of course the college game's different, but he's going to bring some some little tricks up his sleeve that the Grizz could definitely use. He's all obviously has going to be invested in the program. One of the greatest alumni in the history of the program, his brother's the head coach. But the bigger picture is for me here, 
this defense gets a real boost with a guy who's going to be able to help with that intermediate passing game. They did lose some pieces at linebacker. They lost some pieces at the back end in the secondary. But you bring in a new staff. You bring in a new group on defense. You have a couple familiar faces. I'm expecting big things out of this Grizzlies defense who last year, when they were on, was one of the best in the FCS. They were locked down when they were on. But there was times, whether it was injuries, having trouble staying off the field because the passing game or simply because their offense wasn't moving the ball and they got left on the field for too long, they could use a little shakeup. And I think bringing in Coach Houck is kind of the last little move there that you go, okay, we're going to see a little bit of changes. I would expect them to move away from that 3-3-5 defense or if they keep rolling with that, it's going to be a much more of a hybrid scheme. At the end of the day, though, we'll see how it goes. He's one of the greatest Grizzlies alumni that has been on the field. He's going to be coaching with his brother. It's an awesome name. This is what Coach Bobby Houck had to say of the opportunity. Obviously, Tim has a wealth of experience and will benefit our team and our program immensely by being here. It's great to have somebody with his background and ability here with us every day. As for what Houck, Tim Houck had to say himself, I'm ecstatic to be back at the University of Montana. This place is my heart, my soul, and is in my blood. I grew up, in, I grew up a Grizz. I played here and I coached here early in my career, so I'm just happy and excited it's a heck of a lot of fun being back, he said. Not going to lie, that got me pumped up a little bit. So I think he's going to have some safeties and linebackers and cornerbacks ready to run through a wall this season on the football field. And it's in my blood. That line got me. I'm like, all right, this season's going to be exciting on the defensive side of the ball. So excited to see how it goes. Spring game's coming up a couple weeks from now. I'm sure we'll have some coverage of that here at the Inner Lake. Thank you, everybody, for watching today's show. It was really kind of a action-packed one that we burned through. Quick show. Before I wrap this thing up, I do want to give a special thanks, as always, to Hagadome Media Group Montana for their support and remind everyone listening that this episode was brought to you by Nomad. Photo the Flatheads, best manufacturer. Nomad is a longtime supporter of the local community and sports scene, celebrating 20 years of building great careers and mission-focused custom vehicles. Nomad, a Montana-based company making a global impact. Nomad has worked with NASA and various branches of the United States military. So you know Nomad is a name you can trust with your manufacturing needs. For more info, visit nomadgcs.com. I repeat, nomadgcs.com. All right, everyone, that'll do it for today. Talked a lot of hoops, wrapped up the basketball world in the state of Montana. It was a fun season. Shout out to all of our athletes, coaches, programs who participated from the prep level all the way up from NAIA to going to March Madness for the Bobcats. The Grizz, they had a, you know, kind of would have probably liked to win the Big Sky Tournament, but they went on a late run. They had a lot of fun, too, so it was just a lot of great basketball action. And, hey, if we're going to be real, we still have Gonzaga in the Sweet 16 they're close enough. Spokane, you know, they're up the road. So, hey, we're rooting for the Zags. Hopefully they represent the Northwest well. It's going to be fun watching that game versus UCLA. That's going to be a special one. As far as moving forward with the sports now, lots to look forward to. Baseball season, softball season, track and field, tennis. Spring sports is upon us soon. It's going to be the first year of baseball in the state of Montana. So we're definitely going to be covering that. And keep an eye out for some Glacier Range Riders action coming up all of a sudden. It's coming up quick, but it's almost time for a little Pioneer League, minor league baseball. It's almost that time, so it's on the radar. Thank you to everybody, as always, for watching. We'll keep you updated on that Grizz spring game. We're going to keep an eye out on the Bobcats spring football action as well and keep you updated there. Lots to look forward to this spring, Northwest Montana in the sports world.